Hi everyone, welcome back to Vox Tablet. It's me, Sarah Ivory. Today, memories of Elvis, the Shabbos Goy. Okay, people, first, a little bit of business. Did you catch last week's Fox Tablet? It was the debut of Israel Story. That's a podcast modeled on This American Life, but with stories from, that's right, Israel. Vox Tablet is hosting a new episode each month for six months. You'll find it on our website, tabletmag.com. And for those of you who subscribe to Vox Tablet on iTunes, you can get it there automatically. Do not miss Israel's story. It's fabulous, and make sure to share it. Now, back to today's podcast. We've all got a lot of great stories about brushes with fame. Personally, I pride myself on having seen Meryl Streep once in a restaurant and on that one time Ray Fiennes checked out my shoes. Anyway, I'm sure you've got one of your own that you're dying to tell us, but the story that you're about to hear is about a brush of fame that is especially sweet. Harold, or Chaim Fruchter, is the son of Rabbi Alfred Fruchter and Jeanette Fruchter, and he was born in 1952 in Memphis, Tennessee, where he lived on Alabama Street until he was two years old. Among Harold's neighbors on Alabama Street, in fact, in the apartment right below his, was the future king of rock and roll. I'm talking, of course, about Elvis Aaron Presley. The fact of that proximity, in and of itself, would certainly be enough to wow me at a dinner party, but it gets so much better. I'm not going to say another word. I'll let you hear it from the man himself. I'm Harold Fruchter, guitarist and singer in a Jewish wedding band. What we try and do is, is, is make people really happy at, at their happy occasions by providing music. That's what we do, and I love it. It's mostly Hebrew music. We, at times, we, we, we do get called on to play some secular music as well, and we do that if that's what people want. And sometimes even some Elvis songs. I've been known to sing a few. To try and give a little bit of that Elvis feel to it. Only fools rush in. Can't help falling in love, that's the one. father was a rabbi in Memphis in the late 40s and early 50s. I was born there in 52. Elvis Presley was our downstairs neighbor. We both lived in the same house. It was like a two-family flat. We had the upstairs apartment and the Presleys had the downstairs. I remember nothing of it because I was two years old when we left. So whatever I'm telling you is, you know, hearsay from my parents. But, you know, sure, it was, it was kind of cool to tell friends guess whose address is on my birth certificate. Train he was a teenager at the time. My mother, his mother would have coffee, they would talk, and my parents even told me at times they would help them out with some bills. They were quite poor. We weren't not much different. My mother uh, was very fond of Elvis. It's in, it was interesting to watch her because she actually would get teary-eyed talking about him as a teenager, how much a wonderful person he was, you know, such, so helpful to her. My mother said she went to his high school graduation and bought him a cufflink and tie pin set that she knew that he wanted and couldn't afford it, so she bought it for him, gave her a big hug. She actually told me that when he made his first record, he knocked on the door to ask to borrow a record player. 
And she said, oh, Elvis, you can have it for the entire summer. You know, we're going to go away. You can have it. No, thank you so much. He said he was very respectful to her and to my father. He used to call my father Sir Rabbi. He did at times act as our Shabbos Goy, to use that term. Sabbath is really a very, very wonderful thing for us, Shabbos. It's a day of, uh, we call it a day of rest. The things that we don't do are, are things such as driving cars, writing things, doing business, talking on the phone, watching TV, and we focus more on uh, family, family getting together with family and, and really great food, of course. <laughs> when something needed to be done in the house that we couldn't do on Sabbath, on the Shabbos, Elvis would help out with that. Under the conditions that you can do it, you should not be saying to this Shabbos boy, please turn on the light for me, I can't do it, okay? There are certain conditions that have to be met, and, and it should be more, more indirect than that. You might say something like, boy, it's really dark in here, you know, it would be really nice if I could find my way around a little better, or something like that. My father was very fond of cantorial, Jewish cantorial music. He was a cantor himself. He used to play a lot of cantorial records. One of the Elvis biographers who interviewed my parents for a book a number of years ago suggested that perhaps Elvis's music was influenced by the great Jewish cantors of Europe. Uh, my father wasn't, I don't think, so fond of Elvis's music, but who knows? I suppose it's possible that he did hear some of the music coming from our place. father did end up seeing him one more time after we left Memphis in 1955, moved to California. And my father ended up seeing him in concert uh, sometime in the late 50s. Elvis introduced him as his rabbi and was very happy to see him. Uh, I think every personal encounter is a really good opportunity to show our values. If I'm walking around with a yarmulke and I do something nice for someone, that's I think a good thing to identify, oh, that's what Orthodox Jews, or that's what Jews do. I think anything that bu helps build community and relationships is a good thing, particularly when it comes to all the polarization about religion that there is in this world today, unfortunately. Any kind of uh, increased understanding between people and different religions is, is really a good thing. We heard a story from someone uh, whom we knew in the 60s that Elvis actually donated to some Jewish organizations based on the treatment that he received from my parents. So that was very gratifying to hear. For I can't help falling in love with you. For I can't Harold Fruchter's story was produced by Rob Sachs, with additional editing by Bob Carlson. It originally aired on the program Unfictional on KCRW. You must have a friend who loves Elvis, I know we all do, so let me suggest to you that you share this story with her, or him. Vox Tablet is produced by Julie Subrin. I'm Sarah Ivory, your host. We wish you a wonderful Labor Day weekend, and join us again next time.